I think you are all alive. I don't think there's a, a half-asleep person around in this auditorium. We are spiritually awake and alive. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. You may be seated. Glory to God. So I need my multimedia team to be ready. I don't know where they are. Are you ready to play that video clip? Uh, before I say anything, I need to just play you a video clip and then I don't have to say anything. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I can tell you this. I am grateful to God that Brother Jerry is in good health. I'm grateful to God that he's protected him and Eric and the team that are, that are with him. There has been a slight delay, circumstances beyond his control or their control. And uh, let's just say that we have been uh, at working at, at uh, making sure that they arrive here in the way that God wanted them to be here. Full of power, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of the glory of God to be able to impart to us that which is necessary. Hallelujah. Before, uh, in, this, in this last week that we've been praying over lunchtime, the Lord specifically led me to pray that there will be no arrows that would fly by day or, or terror by night that would come upon Brother Jerry and his traveling companions that nothing will come against them uh, and that they would arrive safe. So praise God, that's happening. Hallelujah. That's happening. And I'm more grateful to God about that than anything else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I can say for a certainty that throughout my life, I have been both a target and a witness of the fact that when God is about to do something amazing, the enemy will do everything he can to stop it. And uh, we don't have to look any further than the scripture. When Jesus was born, the enemy of the future of God's offspring killed all males be below the age of two so he could stop Jesus. Why? Because there was about to be glory unleashed on the earth. And so whenever there's a something that is about to happen supernaturally, then, then the enemy of God is going to be working to try and stop it. Hallelujah. And so, I'm thankful, as you heard a little bit, I think you heard, <laughs> when we played that video this afternoon, Brother Jerry recorded it this afternoon and sent it to us this afternoon. We had no issue with it, and now we play it to you, and we have an issue with it. <laughs> Ma, ma, ma. But these light afflictions, they do not move us. They do not move us. They do not touch our joy. They do not touch our strength. We are full of the, the love of God, the glory of God, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> And so if you've been in Bible school, then you should know by now that, and Brother Jerry, the essence of what Brother Jerry's word is, 
hey, you are the guys that are standing strong. You are not allowing economic things. You're not allowing circumstances to actually stop you from fulfilling what God actually has called you to do. I do want you to, to hear the rest of the video because at the end of it, he prays for you. And I'm wanting you to receive the prayer that he's praying for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so this is a moment for us to just consider what great plans God has for our lives. What what purposes that he has called us to, what plans he has for us, and the great things that our future holds. And you will hear him speak about his time where uh, Dr. Oral Roberts, Brother Oral Roberts, you know, he was, uh, had some impartation from Oral Roberts, and he will share that with you on the video, so that's why I'm trusting that they will fix the gremlins the gremlins, those gremble, grembles. God has a purpose and a plan for us, every one of us. He has designed us, called us, destined us. Before he knew us in our mother's womb, even he breathed us in eternity. That this will be a time and a place for us to be born and for us to do the great things that he has called us to do. This is... This is uh, not just a few nice words that we can speak. This is a living reality that we must live. It's a living reality we must live. I think the world is rushing at a, at a very uh, high speed. The world is rushing to, to a self-destructive mode. And, and uh, the sin that is in the world is increasing. It's not diminishing. And if we think that what happened yesterday is going to be the norm, we are wrong. New norms are yet to be created as sin norms. Because the sinful nature of man is is going to continue in this direction. But the Bible says where sin is, grace abounds much more. And so we must function in that grace that God has brought for us and we must function in that grace that God has given to us and uh, contrary to what many people would like grace to be grace is not a permission to sin grace is a power to live free from sin and more than ever the church of the Lord Jesus the body of Christ has got to know that grace is the power of God making himself available to you through the word, through the Holy Spirit, so that you can live free from that sin nature. And you can live in a place where you are dynamic and powerful and growing in God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One of the things that God has given us as a, a mandate so Brother Jerry, for a long time, which is why he's the chancellor of this school, many, many years, Brother Jerry has had a mandate from God that he's going to win souls and that he's going to disciple nations. And I thank God that brought God that he brought us and Brother Jerry together, that we could 
complement and complete the work of the Lord Jesus in Africa. In 1973, Brother Jerry was called by God to come and minister to many nations in Africa, and we are busy fulfilling that assignment. We are not, uh, we are not allowing ourselves to be slack in our hands. We do not allow ourselves to grow weary and faint. We continue to grow stronger and stronger every year. We do not allow any kind of plague that is designed to cause us to stumble and fall. We do not allow those plagues to come against us and to prevent what God wants to do. Hallelujah. That same scripture talks about plagues. And, uh, and uh, we do not allow anything to stop us from continuing to cause the word of God to be taught so that Christians can grow in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So uh, if, if, uh, if uh, you all prepare your hearts and you are ready, we will make uh, Brother Jerry's messages that he's going to be ministering over the next couple of days here in this auditorium. If you have come here for, as a Bible school graduate, I would encourage you to, to come back here. If you come from a, from a place, a campus that is far away, uh, I can't tell you that between Brother Jerry, myself, and Brother Joe, and Brother Joe will minister to you in a few minutes here, but I can't tell you how we feel that if there was anything we could have done to get Brother Jerry here, we would have done it. And Brother Jerry himself is, uh, if there was anything that he could have done, he would have been here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want to encourage you to, to join our stream online. And I want to uh, say that Brother Jerry has, is coming with a message from God. And he would have started bringing that message to you tonight. But I want to encourage you that if you're from a campus and you can't make it back here, Please join us tomorrow night, and once you connect with us on the live link, then you'll know how to do it, and uh, you can do it through our website, and if you don't know how to get to our website, you can get information afterwards, and people will tell you how to connect to our website, and uh, you can join the live stream of all of the messages, all of the ministry that's going to happen over the whole weekend um, with Brother Jerry and other guest speakers that are going to be here. Amen. So I need just to know uh, where we are with the multimedia, and otherwise we're going to have to move on with, the, with the, the meeting, and we'll play it at the end. Can someone talk to me? I didn't expect Brother Jerry to talk to me. <laughs> Well, it looks like he's about to talk to me and us. Hello, graduates. Brother Jerry here. Uh, let me say I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to be at the graduation tonight. But we are on our way to Joburg, and hopefully we'll be in the meetings tomorrow night. And we look forward to seeing you if you can possibly come and be in the services. Let me just say to you, first of all, that I congratulate you for finishing this course. And I just want you to know 
that you are a step ahead of most other people on this planet and the reason i say that is because most people are good starters but most of them are not good finishers and you have broke the mold you have done what most people haven't been able to accomplish you started something and you finished it and i congratulate you for that you've shown that you've got what it takes to be a winner in life let me remind you that uh, you have done exactly what the Apostle Paul said at the end of his life. He said, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. And that's exactly what you've done. You've finished this course, you haven't finished your life, but you have finished this part of your life, and now you're ready to embark on the adventure that God has in store for you in the days ahead. And you kept the faith. And once again, that is something that a lot of people can't say, but you can. And I congratulate you for that, and I commend you for it. I want to also share with you something that I have held fast to all of my Christian life. I am now in my 54th year of ministry, and this is something I learned way back there in 1969 when I began this ministry. And that is this, from Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. The Apostle Paul says, but none of these things move me. That's been my motivation all these years. Yes, I've been through a lot of adversity. Yes, I've had a lot of challenges, but I made up my mind from the very beginning that I would not be moved by any of these negative things. And I want to encourage you to make that your motto as well. That no matter what you might go through from this day forward, that none of these things move you. And I believe if you will maintain that kind of attitude for the rest of your life, then you are going to experience God's best all the days of your life. I want to read something to you that uh, Oral Roberts taught me many, many years ago. I had the privilege of serving on his board for over 20 years, and he instilled in me these words. He had a plaque on his desk that says, make no little plans here. And he instilled that idea in me and that concept, and I want to leave that with you. Make no little plans. Do something big for the kingdom of God. And if you make up your mind that you're going to do something big for the kingdom of God, then you can have this assurance. God will be with you. God will back you. And God will cause your plans to succeed. You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, God says, I have plans for you. He says also that I have plans for a future that you are desiring and hope for. So notice once again, if you will make big plans for the kingdom of God, God will be right there with you and assist you and help you get the job done. Amen. Let me read this prayer to you that I wrote down this afternoon. And this is my prayer for each and every one of you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today for allowing me to have a part in these young men and women's lives. And I believe in Jesus' name that you have something big in store for each and every one of them. I believe that you have a destiny that you want them to fulfill. And I also believe that you are going to provide everything they need to fulfill what you've called them to do in the days ahead. May they stay focused and may they be determined to never, never give up, never, never quit. May they always have this attitude. Quitting is not an option. In the name of Jesus, 
Amen and amen. Once again, congratulations. And I sure would be so happy to be there with you. But once again, uh, we're on our way. And we just want you to know how very appreciative we are of each and every one of you and for taking the courses and for completing them. Have a wonderful evening. I look forward to seeing you perhaps tomorrow night. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. I receive that prayer, don't you? God has a destiny for us that he wants us to fulfill. Hallelujah. Well, uh, there's a greater team that has come with Brother Jerry. And so many, many of you, most of you, a lot of you know Brother Joe. Um, I'm also grateful that Brother Tony Armstrong, who's been with Brother Jerry for many years, is here tonight. Thank you for being here, Tony. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, I'm going to invite uh, Brother Joe to come and just say a few words. Brother Joe. Well, you know, we've done several graduations. I mean, all over the world. We've done them uh, when COVID hit. We did them by live stream. There were several ways that we've done, but we still do the same thing. We charge the students that took the course to go on, not to quit. You had, you've obtained your diplomas, but you haven't quit. It's not over. It's just now beginning. And uh, as I was sitting there today, I just uh, started praying and said, Lord, what do you want me to share? Because, you know, we could share several things. But I remembered a few things that Brother Jerry has taught us from the beginning. And uh, let me get the Bible up here. He doesn't call this the Bible. I do, but he didn't, Brother Jerry doesn't call this the Bible. I mean, no, he likes the leather, okay? But you know what? It's funny because the, this kind of a Bible lights up. I mean, no, it, it's full of light, okay? And, you know, I've been coming to Africa now 35, almost 40 years. And in the early days, electric could go out. And, I mean, you better have a flashlight to hold over your Bible. Amen? I don't have to do that with this one. If all these lights go out, I still can see the Word. It's lit up. It's alive. Amen? Me and Brother Jerry were uh, in Puerto Rico. And so uh, the church that we go into is four stories and has a little elevator. And when I say little, I mean it's all me and Brother Jerry could do to get in there, just us two. And we woke up four, four stories to where the, and the praise and worship's going on and awesome. So the pastor picks us up and he says, now, I got to share something with you. He said, all the power went out. <laughs> that doesn't bother us. We've been in a lot of services where all the power went out. And he said, yeah, but we're four stories high. And I think he's looking at our age. You know, I think he's looking at, you know, me and Brother Jerry are 76 now. We're 14 days apart. Our moms were sisters. We were born 14 days apart and have been together all our life. I'm the closest thing you're going to get, except for Carolyn Savelle, to Brother Jerry Savelle. That's all there is to it, okay? Our moms were sisters, and so we grew up together favorite vacation, did all this. We're in Puerto Rico, and so Brother Jerry looks at me, and he just kind of smiles. And so he says, now, Brother Jerry, there's no air conditioning. There was no windows on the fourth floor. 
this is a, a building without windows, four stories up, and elevator doesn't work, sound system doesn't work, no lights, but Joe had it covered. In my little bag was two charged up flashlights because his Bible doesn't light up, but mine does. Amen? So when you've seen the video, I'm holding the light and Brother Jerry's preaching. But what we did was what we'd done many years ago in Africa. Lights, you got to come back on. Power, you got to come back on because you're under the authority of Jesus Christ. And there in no way we're staying here in the dark without any air conditioners and no sound. And all of a sudden, boom, it popped back on. So he was okay without a lit up Bible. Amen. What I like about this is you don't have to carry all the stuff we used to have to carry. Uh, students, you know, we paid the price for you. Now, Brother Hagen told me that. One time he said, Joe, you don't have to slip, sleep in a chicken coop. And I said, well, I don't expect to. And he said, yeah, but I did for you. He did for us. So what we did is now for you. Because what we did in the old days, carrying all those bags, you didn't have roller bags. You went from one part of the airport to the other carrying all the luggage. And they weren't roller bags. Amen? But I'm going to tell you what, it was all worth it. So students you got to jump on what we had back then. And, hey, if we could take ours as far as we've taken ours, guess what? You can take yours even farther. you got methods now we didn't have back then. We didn't have good, good tablets or good. We had to carry all of it. The concordance alone weighed 10 pounds. I mean the concordance, not counting any other things we took for study eyes, you know. So I charge you that use what you've got today. I love the new technology. I love the new media tools we have to where I can sit in my office and do a graduation in a gown and go to any country we want to go to if we can't make it there. And, I, and like John said, Brother Jerry, this is one of our, if there's one of the best things we enjoy doing, it's graduations. Why? Because we're getting ready to turn you loose on the world. And you know what? You've got everything it takes to do what you need to do. And so I just put together a couple of things that I want to charge you with and tell you about. And not going to take a whole long because, hey, you've got word in you. But one thing I would say is continue in the word. Yeah, even though you spent hours, didn't get a lot of sleep, you know, maybe missed a few meals. Okay, but it isn't over. You now have to continue in the Word. And you know, I love the scripture that talks about that in John 8, 31 and 32. He says, Then said Jesus to those Jews, or believers, every one of us are believers. They said, uh, Believe on Him, the ones who believed on Jesus. If you continue in my Word, that's all He told them, then you are my disciples. Amen. Well, come on, hold it. If you what? Continue in my word, then you are my disciples. And listen to this part, I love it. And then you are my disciples, sons and daughters. You're sons and daughters when you get born again. But now you're disciples if you continue in the word. Indeed, and our word for indeed means in your actions. So anything that comes up against you, God will show you in his word 
It'll come up within your spirit and come out of your mouth to conquer anything you need to conquer. Amen? So continuing His Word is so vitally important. The second thing I put is, and of course I'd put this probably over anything, is obey His voice. How many know He can speak to you in any nation, in any, any, any area? It doesn't matter whether you feel spiritual or not. He can still speak to you. He can tell you what to do and what not to do. He can tell you where to go and what near, where, and not where to go. He can tell you I'm not putting you there and you don't go there. In the early years with Brother Jerry, we were getting ready to fly out to a nation. And uh, I just had to check in my spirit, but I didn't say anything. Brother Jerry, I knew he'd pick up if we weren't supposed to go there. And so he looked at me and he said, Joe, we're not supposed to go to that nation. Now, I don't know if you know, but when you're set up to go to a nation, it's a little harder to cancel that meeting than it is a church across the road, okay? So he said, Joe, you call and tell them we're not going to be there. And I thought, oh, I mean, no, that's hard. That's, I, I wanted to say, uh, Brother Jerry, I need a little your help. I, why don't I get him on the phone and give you the phone, you know? But what he said was, I don't feel we're supposed to be on that plane. And I said, well, if you don't feel like we're supposed to be on that plane, we won't be. And so when you obey the voice, we didn't know why, though, till later on. In years, we found out why, but we didn't know. And those men were going to use us in a different way than God wanted them to use us. But we didn't know that because we didn't know them. But later years, we found out the reason we weren't to go on that plane. Amen? When I taught a course on how to be led by the Holy Spirit and know the voice of God, I remember that we had a lot of people in the class, and all of them took the notes, all of them listened to the lectures, all of them we used... Totally word, and, and then we based it with different things that God would tell us, you know, while we were growing and, and learning. Because I remember when me and Joyce started out, you know, we might be driving down the road and God would say, I want you to stop at a restaurant. And so you don't know where that restaurant is till you get into the town. And he'd say, that's it. And I said, Lord, that's not a place we would eat at. You know, in other words, I could tell by just looking at that restaurant, it's not a place we would eat at, Lord. And he said, yes. But that's where I want you to be. So we went in and sat down. And I, I said, so Joyce, do you want to order anything? She said, I'm not eating here. And I said, well, I'm not eating here either. Let's order coffee. Why are we there? We're in there. He said to go in there. So there's a purpose, but it was not to eat. And so all of a sudden, we looked over, and there was four young people sitting over the table. And he said, Joe, they have no money. They have no food. And he said, they're my kids. That told me they were born again because they were his kids. And he said, I want you to help them. So I looked on the table to see what they were doing. They had some water, some crackers. They had nothing that they would have had to pay for. And so the Lord said, now, Joe, I want you to give them some money, and I want you to buy them some food in this restaurant. And I said, Lord, can I take them to another restaurant? I don't, I don't like the looks of this restaurant. How many know that it doesn't matter what you think? It's what God thinks. Amen. And so they got up. And they, they were going out, and so I had to pay for the coffee. How many know the devil will try to keep you from fulfilling what God says every time? And so I couldn't get the cashier up there quick, and they're going out. And they go out, and they get in an old hippie van. Uh, the Only the old people know what a hippie van was, okay? All right, and they get in a hippie van. And I said, Joyce, watch them. Watch them, because I've got to wait till I can pay for this coffee. Finally, we paid for the coffee and went out, and we seen them, and they got out on the highway, 
and they turn the opposite direction. We're going one way, and they turn the other way. And I said, well, I guess we didn't hear God. Come on, listen. Did we hear God or did we not? Joy said, you heard God. Go after him. Well, we're going the wrong direction. We want to go this direction. So I pulled out. Well, boy, I had a hot little Camaro. I mean, that thing, it would fly. And I thought, oh, Joyce ain't going to take no time at all. We'll just go that way, and then we'll turn around and come back. I pulled out, and a highway patrolman pulls right out beside me. And I had to drive the speed limit. I could not go up. And I'd see him go over the hill. I'd say, Joyce, watch him. And then we'd go down. Go up over the hill, then they'd go down. Finally, we get up. The highway patrolman gets out of the way. I said, okay, hold on. You know, I told everybody the other day, put your boots on. I said, Joyce, hold on your boots. We're going. And boy, I hit it. Well, I caught that, and I pulled up beside him, and I said, now, Joyce, get him to pull over. She said, I'm not going to do that. I said, Joyce, did we hear God or not? Now, hold it. I did my part, but I can't drive and get him to pull over, too. You've got to do it. So Joy, I said, here, Joyce, hold this $100 bill up the window and push him to move over. Oh, they pulled over quick. What am I saying? You hear God or you don't hear God? There's an imitation voice, but you're going to know when you hear God. And there's always a purpose. So I went up to the deal. I handed them the cash. I handed them some. And I said, now, God's going to take care of you kids all the way home. And I didn't give them a card to tell them who it was where they could pay back. No, it was take care of what God says. So hear God and obey his word in everything you do. Then the last thing I'll leave you with is your choices today will be what you get tomorrow. So when you hear God and you do what he says, it will come out every time good. But choices are choices. And he will not make you make a choice if you don't want to. But I always remember the first scripture God gave me when I was teaching the course on being led by the Spirit. And this is, it was in Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. And it says, I have called, God talking, earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore choose life, that thou and thy seed may live, and that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that they may obey his voice again. So it's a choice I had to make. Do I go and catch that hippie van, or do I go the other way and get home a little quicker? It's not always going to be pleasant for you. It's not always going to be what you want to do. But I'm going to tell you the fruit that will come off of it and the rewards that will come off of it. It's just like being able to do your graduation tonight. There's no greater gift God could give me than to do your graduation. Now, I too wish Brother Jerry had been here. How many know it puts pressure on you when they, everybody thinks Brother Jerry's going to be there and you're not going to be there? Amen? I tell in John, I said, you know, John, we always remember our first time. Tony remembers it was Singapore. And I couldn't get in. Brother Jerry couldn't get in. Tony had to do the partners meeting. Nobody knew Tony. Tony nobody knew Tony at all. And Tony's bigger than any Chinaman you ever seen. I mean, they looked up to Tony, you know, the little kids. But Tony did a great job. Why? It was his time to do what God told him to do and give him the words to speak. And I remember the first time Brother Jerry, he called me, and I was in Mississippi. And I was at a church, a Rhema church, and uh, Brother Jerry calls me from Chicago, and he said, Joe, I'm snowed in. We cannot get out. And I said, well, 
All I know to do is we'll call the pastor, and I, if he wants me to do the service, I will. If he doesn't, then I won't, And because he has a choice. We have a choice. He has a choice. Now, I can already tell you, probably I was kind of wanting the pastor to say, I don't want you to come, because I know they're expecting Brother Jerry. I know that's what they're expecting, okay? So I said, oh, well, I said, okay, so we called the pastor. There was five churches. One church out of the five had us come because we weren't Brother Jerry. So I think, and when I get up there, now, you know, how many know that doesn't lay very good on you? you got, you're only one in five. In other words, you lost four of them before you ever got up and did anything. And so I, I, I got up there that day and I said, Lord, how are we going to start this meeting? And when I got up there, I looked out and, oh, don't look at the faces. Don't do it. Stare at the floor, you know. Look at the monitor in the back. See how much more time you got. Do anything. Don't look at the people. And I could tell they were disappointed. And so I said, well, what am I going to tell them, Lord? I, I mean, I'm going to tell them Brother Jerry got snowed in. He can't get out of Chicago. I mean, that's not a problem. But they're still, they're expecting Brother Jerry. And so I said what I said to you a while ago. I'm the closest thing to Jerry Savelle you're going to get. I said, I'm cousins. We're 14 days apart. We spent our whole life together. And so besides Miss Carolyn, I'm the closest you're going to get. But then I said, but if you come to hear a man, you're going to be disappointed. But if you come to hear the Holy Ghost minister, you're going to receive. Amen. It broke that spirit right then, and we had a Holy Ghost meeting. What am I saying? Obey, Lord. Make the right choices. Your choices ought to always be made of what the Word of God says. If the Word of God says it, that's what you do. Not how you feel. It's what God's Word says. Now it's been 41 years I've been with Brother Jerry. Now I said I've been with him all my life, 76 years. All our vacations were together and everything. But you know, it's not always been pleasant. <laughs> John, I got here before he did. I heard the Lord. I mean, I couldn't get on the plane this time. And the Lord said, well, fly commercial. So I, I got a commercial flight. Now, I didn't think I'd get here for Brother Jerry, but just a little bit, you know. But now I know the host. Not, see, he, God still has a plan. And it's not going to disappoint you. We're charging you to go do what you're called to do. We're charging you to carry up and carry out the word of faith that people need to hear all over the world, no matter how young they are, how old they are. There was something happened here in Africa, and I was in the Indian church. And Brother John, you know the church it was. And I ministered, and uh, one of the greatest things I like is when old people come up and get saved. I love it when anybody gets saved. But when old ones come up and get saved. And I, and we, I ministered, you know, and give a few illustrations. And, and then I asked for, a, I said, I did an altar call. And this, this older man started coming up, and boy, everybody started cheering. And I thought, wow. Led him to the Lord, and he was like 80-some years old, maybe a little older. And that, now, that was back a while. And uh, when we got through, they said, we've all been praying for him because he's one of the toughest ones in this church that don't want God. And he come to the Lord. And I just cried. I said, Lord, I thank you that something in the message touched him. But by, by what it was was you touched him. And I remember when I see him come up, but when I see a student go out 
And then I hear a report where a student had a had a uh, like a meeting where there was 50, 50 people saved. And I thought, oh, they learned the word of tech, but they took it out. You don't never keep it in. You let it out. You know, anytime you're somewhere and you hear the spirit say it, you let him out. You know, one of the I, I taught a whole lesson on let him out as I was just at a Walmart store and going in to get a loaf of bread. And, uh, you know, I didn't go in to preach, didn't go in to win anybody at the Lord. I just went in to get a loaf of bread for Joyce. And uh, when I got up to the counter, there was a family there, a wife and maybe three or four kids. And I heard the little boy say, Mama, can I go get some candy and can we get some ice cream? And I'm listening, you know, and she said, no, no, we, we don't have the money to do that. And I heard the Lord say, let me out. <laughs> let me out. He's in there, but you don't always leave him in there. Let me out. I said, come on, Lord, come on out. But sometimes you don't know what, when you say that, you better get ready. As the Lord said, pay for all our groceries. So I, took, I looked down at that little boy. I said, little boy, you go get all the candy you want, get cookies, you get ice cream, and you bring it all back up here. The lady looked at me, and I said, now, i got to tell you, I work for a rich Jew, and he buys people's groceries. How many know God gets very creative? And, so, and I, know, I had no idea that was going to come out. But so when Jesus came out, he came out a little bit comical. Okay? And so she says, really? I said, yeah. The one that sends me around to buy stuff, he's the head of, of he, he's rich. He's rich. And I said, he'll be very pleased when I tell him what I've done. And she said, well, can you tell me who he would be? And I said, well, yeah, it's Jesus Christ. And I said, so are you a Christian? She said, I am. And I've been believing for groceries. How can you get any better, better gift than that right there? How can you feel any better than knowing God lets you use you to do what you need to do and what the church is made to do? But that wasn't where it ended. So I get up to pay for my bread. Cashier says, People don't do that. I said, well, the people you might run with don't, but people I run with do. I said, fact, when we go into a restaurant to eat, everybody wants a ticket. And he said, well, the people I go with, nobody wants a ticket. And I said, well, I can change you real quick. And I let him the Lord. Right there in Walmart, cashier, let him the Lord. Didn't have very long, but I got him saved. He was the target. Wasn't the lady with the kids. Wasn't what we did. That was the witness that got him thinking there's something to this. And I led him to the Lord. I see him when I go into Walmarts. And he calls me Reverend. I said, no, nah, just call me Joe. He said, Reverend, Reverend. Why? It's important to him to give honor because it changed his life. Now he runs with people that do things like that. So I charge you, go do good. I charge you, do what you're called to do. I charge you to obey. And when you'll take, he'll take you into places that you'll have no way to get in, but he'll put you there. Amen. Amen. He'll take you to nations, but he'll also take you right across the street to a neighbor. So you got to be led by the Spirit. So those are the things I want to impart to you tonight. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Make the right choices. Amen. Continue in the Word. And I'm going to tell you what you got a rodeo to go to. Amen. Why? What's a rodeo? 
Well, Brother John, when he was talking about that, I said, I looked over at Tony, I said, this isn't our, our first rodeo. In other words, this is not the first time we've had to fill in for Brother Jerry, and it's not the first time he had to fill in for us. What is it? We're the body of Christ. So I charge you, now people in the congregation, I charge you to pray for all these students. Pray for them. When their face comes up in your, up in your spirit, man, you intercede and you pray for them. Because I'll see students that we've graduated and don't know anything about them, where they're at or anything, and all of a sudden, boom, there that face is right in my spirit. Could be late at night, and I just roll over and start praying in the spirit. I don't know what they're going through, but I call that name out and start praying in the Holy Spirit. There's things you'll be doing to where people will see it. There's things you'll do that they don't see, but they all bear fruit. So be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Be blessed and highly favored in everything you do. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed in all the things you do. And God will reward you in ways that you have no idea. And I'm through, John. <laughs>